Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and distinguished guests. Uh, <laughs> we're here for our final episode, as it final turns out episode. to be, for this Woo-hoo! season um, of Scene 3 Podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my two very capable co-hosts, Megan. Hello. And Shane. Hello. Straight <laughs> off the bat, I would like to apologise if I cough or sniff into the microphone a lot. That is unacceptable This is the season, behavior. and I think everyone can understand it. It is. And I don't want to make Lappy have to edit it all out. Because I legitimately don't have time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like flying out in two days' time. Yeah. It is the season anyway. Between I don't want to have spring to do and winter. You don't want to have to do things. You have to edit out. Yeah. No. Well, I gave up editing you out, if you recall. Mm. It was so good at the start. The first season was completely clean because I edited all of Shane's swears mm. out and then he just broke me as a person. It was like a flood. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the it was people use the term the straw that broke the camel's back, but with you it was more the fuck that broke the, the camel's back. Jesus, the guys. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that broke the camel's back and I am the camel. I sense some tension. explicit there, we're fine. With a broken back. Yeah, True. <laughs> Um, so, as always, we are covering a theme. We're a podcast. A podcast about movies on a theme. you know you downloaded something randomly. An audio podcast, not a video podcast. No. <laughs> Stop, Don't look for the video. Stop looking at the logo. It doesn't move. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week, our theme was movies, movies dot, that dot, successfully dot. showcase diversity. Correct. Yeah. I didn't even, like, plan that. It just came out. It's a strong finale <sighs> theme that I think really takes us home. We I were th- wondering if we were going to do, like, Something like films that Meekin hasn't seen, and that's just mm. a little bit. That's an opener. Yeah. Uh, you can't have finale on that. So super keen about this. I really still want to do movies that will upset Megan from the seventies that uh. are horror movies. <laughs> oh. That's honestly a highlight. Like if we had to reflect on the season, that will has scarred me for life. The, just the movies that make Megan squirm in her chair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't ready, and it was yeah, super intense. I think the key word in our theme this one is successful. Successfully. Because I just wanted to up, up, up front before we get into some, like, I guess... That's true. Like, ...honourable mentions. A lot of films do try to push a diversity angle, yeah. and I think sometimes they push it too far mm. and the point's missed or the film gets forgotten about or the story or the character gets left behind because the agenda is this, and it's almost like a positive discrimination sometimes well, where it wrecks the film. Diversity in the late 90s and the, and the noughties, as they like to refer to them, was... Um, you know, successfully sent up by satire movies like Scary Movie for having like token black guy in it. Like, yeah, that, right. that was your diversity quota. And we've come like a long one, way. one person of um, one person of ethnicity. Yeah, amongst yeah. the sea of white dudes. But yeah. like, like we have usually with this with our themes, we've all uniquely chosen something that we believe really crosses over that. So it's mm. ne- we never really pick the same solutions, mm. and I think we've all yeah, picked a good. really broad spectrum again, like we usually yeah. do, which is nice. And you know. I, I, we haven't set our selections yet, but I'd like to give a shout out to my selection that really showcased the minority of pasty, pale porcelain skinheads because <laughs> they don't get enough roles in movies. Yeah, they've got like yeah. al- albino skinheads. They've got just, that, the movie Powder. Yeah, and in American what, history what else That's have you it. got? Yeah, That's it. like <laughs> albino skinheads are really hard done by. Just to confirm, that's Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> for was, anyone wondering yeah. at home. <laughs> that was my choice. Was Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah. And what else did we have? I chose Wonder, the new film that came out in 2017 with Julia Roberts. Mm. And I chose Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Because mm. in that one we get not only black but also white stormtroopers, which yeah. is really nice. And, <laughs> like, I chose it because, uh, I mean, obviously the cast is very diverse. You've got Mexican 
a Mexican lead, a female lead, Chinese martial Chinese artist, lead, a Pakistani, Maori, British. But you're also yeah. dealing with Star Wars nerds mm. who are, and I'm one of them, but who are probably the universally the most <laughs> idiotic people on the planet. They like, are brutal, savage, they are absolutely the, savage. Like the really diehard ones that. Have a crime about having a second that, you know, female lead. What a shame. Yeah, like it's it's this huge, even in this movie where she's a female lead, <clears throat> she's still the only woman in the entire like ensemble that saves it. So it's still, there's like 10 guys yeah. and one girl and they still have a problem with it just because she's standing up the front. Mm-hmm. I'll get into it later. I'm getting yeah. quiet up already. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's do why think, I chose that Do you that think film. that has, like, you know, lightsaber envy or something attached it's, to it? I mean, I just don't. Star Wars nerds are my favourite. I, I love Star Wars nerds. I know a couple of them that are real diehard. I won't see the movie because there's a woman in it or... I see your Schwartz. You know, as big as yeah, yeah, the just Five of First hilarious. Just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to have some notable mentions, I think recently... The film Crazy Rich Asians came out and it's doing uh, yeah. extremely yeah, successfully. Yeah, yeah. People are funny. frothing I over really it. I had no intention, but the, everyone's saying how good it is. So I'm definitely yes, yeah. exactly. Mm. Uh, based on a novel, I'm, ba- I'm pretty sure, mm. yeah, as is Wonder, the film I've um, reviewed. And I, I got here Black Panther, the Marvel film. Yeah, uh, that was a big one, obviously. The Colour Purple and Moana. To Kill a Mockingbird is my final suggestion. These are the only ones I've seen that I know of. I didn't even think of that, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't want to list things I hadn't seen because I couldn't back it up, but like what you were saying with how successful it was kind of thing. So Yeah. yeah. I think the most successful ones do it without making a big deal about it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Not just flashy. And that's a thing. I think I've ranted before about in the past about your Ghostbusters. Yeah, you know, they made such a big deal about it. Ocean's 8 with the females. So funny enough, I watched that recently and it's really good. And I highly recommend it. Okay. Because I thought it was like a remake, but, they, but it's actually just set in the same universe and it's actually quite clever and I could love they, to see another one. They couldn't one. just find three more chicks that could act? Well, or, I, I assume you're going to do like a Ocean's <laughs> 9, 10, right? Oh, I see what you're doing Was it strong there. enough to be able to do that, launch off that? It, no. And so this is, I reckon this one falls a little bit in the, Yeah. it was great, positive, not, you know, nine, and the, all that, uh, every single actress in this is great, even... Uh, uh, Rhiannon, who uh, Rhiannon, Rhiannon, Rhiannon. I, I forgive her for her battle, battle star, uh, battleship. Oh, no, you can't forgive her. That was, <laughs> you cannot. That was That's, her launch She's much cooler in this. She's much oh. better in this, and she's but like there, a hacker. And stuff. there's no forgiveness though. But she's like it, edgy. It, it does a it does a good job of like not being pushy and saying, well, "Look, we're all women." And it's not it also doing the thing. Sounds stereotypical, to be honest. It does, but so are those. So are the men's version. Yeah, so fair. is the ocean. Okay, yeah, all right, I think. I'll back off. So I don't know. I really liked. It. I dug it a lot more that it was set in the same universe. Mm. Whereas I had the problem with Ghostbusters, where it was just like there was people saying stupid, outrageous things, like "I'm not going to see this movie because it's girls." Yeah. Mm. But then when I saw the movie, I was like, "This is just like three of those." Kate McKinnon, uh, I think, is one of the funniest comedians ever. See, if the and trailer didn't successfully showcase the talent in the movie and yeah. it made people judge it within the first five seconds. They didn't do a good enough job. If that trailer doesn't help. I think they, they just got lost in the hype. And, they got, mm. and, and Paul Feig, who's obviously a, a proven director and, and, and uh, knows what he's doing, but like even he got lost in the hype. You know, They're talking about, oh, you know, they couldn't even, like when they were marketing, they couldn't even say it's a sequel or it's set in the universe. Yeah. Or, you know, Ambiguity. And then, they, and then they're like, we want it to stand alone. And then the first trailer comes out. And the first thing you hear is the like a piano score of the original theme. It's like, well, hang on, you're trying to cash in on people's nostalgia, or yeah. like, yeah, what's your angle? Uh, yeah, yeah. I find those kind of ones a little overbearing because I think it's done. You know, it's mm. done stupidly. Like, you know, it's, it's like let's have a female bond, and it's like, 
let's just make it a cool action chick film. Like, mm. Let's make Atomic Blonde. Exactly. Mm. Let's do that. Why does it have to be female blonde? Mm. Why does a, a female have to be shoehorned into a, a, a predominantly a male, male role? That's yeah. been, or, and then the same thing for Idris Elba being James Bond. You know, you, talk, you want to talk about minorities and there's a big uproar, oh, black James Bond. I mean, as if James Bond's race has anything to do with that character. Exactly. <laughs> the guy's the most misogynistic character in the history of cinema, but Correct. we're worried about the colour of his skin. Yeah. Like that's the big concern. It's a bigger picture here. Yeah. yeah. And, again, he made a movie called Bastille Day, which is set on Bastille Day in France, and he's basically James Bond in it, and it's this awesome film that's better than half the James Bond films that have come out. So I say push for original, you know. Mm. Don't coattails it, which is, I think, why I had an original beef with. With Mad Max, Mad who Max. wrote. Yeah. yeah. Because when I first saw it, I felt a little bit like, oh, man, there's no hardly any Mad Max in this. And, just, you know, they're just writing the coattails of the name and rah, rah, rah. But then when I watched it a second time, yeah, you know, yeah. Me, okay. I like to flippy flop. Converted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do call you that behind your back. Old flippy flop. Old flippy flop. Can we do Mad Max first? Because sure. Yeah, yeah I feel it. like it's the most vague of the diversity theme. I mean, less obvious. So I'd really like yeah. some context of cool. why you chose it. All right, so let's dive into that then. So mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road, mm-hmm. 2015, suspiciously two hours exactly. <laughs> hmm. Maybe the credits. That seems like a conscious choice. <laughs> um, maybe that's just me getting in the way. Um, so you've got, in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, a woman rebels against a tyrannical ruler in search of her homeland with the aid of a group of female prisoners, a psychotic worshipper, and a drifter named Max, mm. which is pretty much it. That's, that's basically the whole cast. It really, is, and it's right kind of there. like the start of the beginning, like the middle and the end, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so we've got um, Tom Hardy as Max and Charlize Theron as Furi- Furiosa. Mm-hmm. Great casting. Um, there's a bunch of other people that. What am I? But they're the two, Zoe they're the two leads. Yeah, Famous Zoe supermodels, the pregnant yeah. one. Gail's in there. Mm-hmm. There's a, in fact, a lot of the um, other female characters have model slash actress in their title. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, a very good-looking cast as well. At first it sort of scars me because I'm like, oh, here we go. The models don't want to get into acting. And so you yeah. have that misconception yeah. of like, oh, what yeah. are they trying to do here? But I think that's the, like, <laughs> the point of that world is those women, uh, they don't have any deformities like a lot of people do in that world. That's why they're his wives and that's why they're his breeders because they can breed babies that won't be deformed. Basically, Charlize Theron's character, Furiosa, is trying to get these girls away from effectively, you know, they're they're rape slaves basically. Absolutely. um, For this guy. Such a good villain. Like, Yeah, isn't he phenomenal? The mask is frightening AF. Like, it's disgusting. And the just the noises he makes as well. Mm, the Darth oh, Vader talks, inhaling. Yeah. He just, yeah, he just makes creepy noises. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to be in the same room as him, mm-hmm. but I'm a dude. He's a yeah. massive unit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't see his unit. Immortal Joe or Immortal Joe, they call him? His name? Immortal Joe. Immortal Joe, isn't he just Immortal Joe? Yeah, he's Immortal Joe. Well, because that's the whole thing, right? Like this whole culture has this like Valhalla type. Yeah. And you've got Immortan. all these what they call war boys. Immortan. Yeah, so they've got war, uh, war boys are the ones that are all, as you said, the skinheads. Yeah. And they're yeah. all like, <laughs> they'll be no skinheads. And they've all got diseases because they've got the warts and they need to have yeah. blood transfusion constantly before they die. They want to be yeah. shiny and metallic. And they want to be shiny. They're always chroming to keep their fucking, you know. Yeah. Keep it up. and um, They're weird dudes. They're weird dudes. Yeah. I love it. They've got all the it peasants all that the live at the bottom of these big canyons where they let the water. See, to me, this is why I probably enjoy the first time. All the interesting stuff is the stuff that happens outside 
the, the car chases. The car chase. Yeah. Which then, is not a lot. Yeah. Which is not a lot. It's, yeah, the car chase is 90... And all the stuff when you're at the start of it, you're like, oh, I want to learn more about this, how this city functions and yeah. then, you know, and how they control it. And then you lose it and then you learn a little bit more about other people and you see the other cities and you get a bit of a tease of that. And, mm-hmm. and then I don't know, I think the first time I saw it, I was just like, ah, oh. and I wanted, I wanted Mad Max and you don't get him for the first hour. He's mouth caged. Yeah. And Ferocious is an awesome character. And I thought that the first time around, but I don't know, part of me was like, why not just call this like Ferosa? Fury yeah. Road, you know what I mean? And have it set in the Mad Max world with him. Mm. But like, yeah, I don't know. The second time I watched it around, I liked it like like at the end when they make I, it and he I, walks off. I can't and- reconcile why they're fighting over, you know, gasoline as they call it. Like that's their, their resource that everyone wants. When they're in a desert, like I would have thought food and water. Well, they've got, they're the water, so they're the hub is. So there's the three big cities. One produces gasoline, so it mm. must be like on an open gas pipe. Bullet farm where they make all the ammunition and then they're the on the water aqueduct. Yeah. Or aquacola. And at the start, the immortal guy says, like, don't get used to water because if, you, if we, your body yeah, doesn't have it, you don't need it. So, yeah. I don't know, something like that. So he gives him a little squirty, pulls yeah, the, keeps the water him, powers down. Yeah, keeps him mean, keeps him clean. Yeah, yeah, it gives him just enough to get wet and then stops him. <laughs> you know, that old game. Pretty dirty, very grimy. Yeah. It's very stylistic, mm. this movie. Like, it looks Saturated. really good. I started by watching the black and white version first. Oh, get, really? Because on the Blu-ray you get Jesus. the black and white version. Yeah, yeah. It's very over-stylized. And I, didn't, I didn't like it at all. I switched back to the I, colour. Well, so that's the thing. Okay. Like, the colour is so... It's, the colour's beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 I, I Although, found myself, like, like, gazing at the sky. I did like, skip yeah. to the, so awesome. How much do you, like, froth over the blue? Because you're like, yeah. oh, it's like no blue ever. But when you see it, you're like, ah. Yeah. I, did, I did skip <laughs> forward on the black and white stuff to the explosions, which do look really good. Yeah, they do. on the thing and the cars are exploding in the background. Oh, you saw like the big poles yeah, where they swing around. Yeah. 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 How about the beautiful cool. electric storms in the clouds when it's like lightning and they're yeah. driving through it? Like that's yeah. stunning and something I don't really see very often. And it reminds me of the video games Borderlands meets Rage yeah. meets all that kind of uh, action-packed stuff. And Nicholas Holt we should mention as well because he plays the main war boy that sort of uh, jumps ship X-Men, and joins, joins Max. Like and boy. Yeah, huge career acting. Yeah. I like um, Feroz is a very interesting character I should probably and you don't um, learn a lot about her. Written and directed by George Miller as well. Yeah, of we course. Should probably throw that, that in the there. Great George Miller. Uh, who did Mad Max and, um, oddly enough, Happy, Happy Feet. Feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And almost, almost did a Justice League movie, which I wish he'd gotten that off the ground. Yeah. I'm not sure about it. I don't know. I just, Army Hammer as Batman, I love that piece of casting. No, it's, okay. Megan Gale as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Nah. But he had some very good, interesting casting choices. Like they assembled them all in Australia, but yeah. it fell through, unfortunately. Justice League assembled? Yeah, no, it's no. not how it works. <laughs> so can we bring it back to the diversity theme and yes. can I pick your brains about that? Because sure. all I can really see in this is like a really strong feminist vibe. Yes. Um, so for me, it wasn't so much about um, whether or not they successfully showcased it or not. It was the incessant rant that surrounded it. Okay. Um, and it was almost like this. Oh, um, when it came out, yeah. When it course. came out, yeah, it was like this um, war drum for feminism almost. Mm, like mm. look at this awesome female cast and people were like beating the drum about how, um, you know, Charlize Theron was like this, you know, searchlight beacon in a field of misogyny almost. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, this has actually been done a long time before mm. um, because they – there was the terminology, was it like the Furiosa test or something? Like yeah. they came up with it. It was like, well, no, because the original one was the Ripley test. Like yeah. 
strong female character is alien. It's Sigourney Weaver. And, True. you know, it was done 40 years ago. So this is not a new thing. Yeah. Maybe we forgot it for a while. But um, so for me, like, I chose this one because of the hype, not necessarily because they did it well. Perfect. Um, I actually don't like the movie. I actually <laughs> think it's pretty shit. I think um, more people came to the party now than they did back then. Yeah, it kind of yeah. grew on people. conversation about it, especially from our gender's point of view. Yeah. Like we probably would have ignored that more in the past, but now as males we've kind of been held accountable yeah. and we have to hold each other accountable yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that conversation's had a lot more now and that's why when you see these films, as much as it sometimes pains me, to because like, like this film got engulfed, yeah, in that surrounded nonsense, in the hype. not nonsense, yeah. but that got engulfed in all this, you know, back and forth. That the film kind of loses its way a little bit, which that's what upsets me from a film kind of point of view. Mm. But at the same time, it's good to have, it's good to have uh, films like this be successful because it'll promote more yeah. films. And uh, I'm yeah. like, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a feminist by any means. It's, I don't like that word at all. But like we definitely need more like females. We need more mm. more more color in films. Like it's yeah. Thank God we're at this like precipice now of filmmaking where they're willing to take chances and mm. not just yeah. on stuff, but minor anything minority, <laughs> even ta- tackling issues that are also probably taboo in the past. And I mentioned it briefly before, but so my issue and my only issue with this movie is nothing to do with any of those things, and it's purely creative. And it comes from a very disturbing thing I learnt that George Martin, George Martin, George Miller said, which was the movie started as a storyboard. Yeah. And they wrote the script based on the storyboard. Like a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can tell this film is wrapped around the car chase. Well, no, this film is the car chase. Yeah. Yeah. And that was was his creative goal was, I'm just going to make a two-hour car chase. Yeah. Mm. See, that's what I'm sensing the most about the film, and it still did on the second viewing, as much as I flip-flopped. There's this hour and a half of car chase, and at the end they go, we're going back to the Citadel, we're going to free the Citadel, and they do it in like 10 minutes. Yeah, like, okay. You just made me sit through like an hour and a half of yeah. swamp men with walking through with it. But their, while they're not getting yeah. chased by cars and things are blowing up and there's fire, I don't actually care about any of the dialogue they yeah. say. Like, oh, if there is, is any, by it's the way. It's on the cusp like, like, For me, it's really frustrating. and I Probably because I want to be a writer, so yep. I probably assess this more than most people. But I see the potential in that situation. Absolutely. And it doesn't get it. It just This just is what happens when yeah. you make a movie based on an idea. Yeah. yeah. Rather than a story. Yeah. Like this movie is an idea in motion. Like because mm. you could do so much more with Max who has to make a choice. Yep. And then you've you got Perosa. You so much with all of them. And you've yeah. got Perosa and the, both of them are so stubborn and they're perfect examples of, of the worst and the best of men and women and how they won't help each other and they won't ask for help. Yeah. But they will work together. And you've got... And, and you, they don't really do anything with it though. You've and you're also like, got oh, the character like who that. like halfway through she's like, no, I'm out, I want to go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, like, like, so yeah. there's all these themes that they can pick up on. Interesting, that's interesting. Exactly. All the stuff they can pick up on and all they wanted to make was a car chase through the Yeah, desert. we want to blow stuff up. And yeah. I mean... He blows stuff up well. Of course. I but mean, that's, he's very I need good. so yeah. much more. Than yeah. There's incredible behind-the-scenes footage and documentaries oh, God, and trailers yeah. about those car chases and the making of the vehicles. Like, they're pretty mm. much glorified RC cars on steroids. Yeah. And just the special effects and work that's gone into it is a, like, a movie in itself, honestly. Absolutely. There's a well, lot of work. But Charlotte, Charlize and Tom, I think... It's an equal weighting of 50-50 if they both carry the film together. Like with one or the other that let each other down, yeah. it wouldn't be as strong as it is. Yeah. So I think they do bring a lot and add a lot of value. They do play off each other very well. 
Um, one, one of the things that there's no actual official budget to this movie, so mm. it's rumoured between like $100 and $150 million. Yeah. Now, if you consider that, that – Well, originally they were shooting in Australia and then um, they had to move. Had to go to Namibia. Yeah. yeah. The, the cold and stuff. Um, so, yeah, they were originally going to do it in Broken Hill, which is Where just like red and, yeah, yeah. and dust plains, but they had unseasonal rain, so yeah. the, the deserts were like poppy fields and they're like, what the hell's going on here? But um, that's a lot of money to spend yeah. on a car chase. Mm. Mm. $150 million, so – that's why I guess part of me thinks it just sort of clamp it onto the Mad Max name. Yeah. Mm, they definitely did. But yeah. since the film came out, they made comics like, and Max stuff and a video game. Like he doesn't really have an arc in my opinion. No, no, and no. No, no one mean, does. Like, no, she not. doesn't really learn anything. Nobody no. really learns. Maybe no the war boy is the only one who kind of has an interesting arc to me because he, yeah, he's, he's like, so devoted to the cause and so then when he devoted. starts to see the other side. Yeah, and he's like and chasing he gets, for approval. And he gets affection from one of the, the brides and, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, that's what this feels like. And, yeah. oh, I want to help her because it feels good, you know. And that's like probably the most interesting part of the film. Yeah. Which yeah. is probably what I, yeah. It's like three minutes of, of screen yeah, time. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like it's still, there's still three quarters of this film that doesn't seem to be there. Like, Yeah. And she's really interesting. Like why, why does she have that? She's missing an arm. Again, yeah, that's good yeah. to see that kind of stuff. You talk about diversity yeah. and having that kind of disability, uh, having a disability, but yeah. being a central character. Like that's great. Let's do more of that. You know, like yeah. yeah. We do. I say all this positive stuff, but I'm a very negative man in real life. <laughs> I just want to make that really clear. I'm not some weird social justice warrior where I think everyone should have a chair. Yeah. I just think it's great if we can that everyone. Well, how about we have our entertainment reflect real life, like. People well, I just think it's like come from all different backgrounds. You and, and me, man. Like- we grew up and watched all our favorite movies, man. Oh yeah, Indiana Jones, Star Wars. You know, we're two white guys who were in our thirties. We had the best seat in the house in <laughs> cinema for the last 20, 30 years. Like, yep. oh, right, let's not like let's. You know, it's I, one of those things like people like yell at you like uh, of things that are wrong with the world. But if if nobody ever tells you that, hey, did you, did you not notice this? So you go, actually, no, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Sorry, like yeah. it just is what it is. Like unless someone actually says, well, hang on a minute, why don't we do this? No one ever thinks about it. Yeah. And that's the position we've been in for 50 years of cinema. It's mm. like yeah. this is the way it's always Off been. Off a choice. Yeah. You don't have to take it. Hmm. Like my niece who I bought a little Batman onesie for and someone said to my sister, why did they, why she's a girl, why is she wearing a Batman onesie? Because Batman's Jesus. rad. Well, she was wearing Thank a you. she was wearing a Millennium Falcon onesie the other day because her dad's a massive <laughs> Star Wars nerd. Every time my friends have babies, it doesn't matter what gender, I'm always the first one to whip out the the old Batman and yeah, the, I mean, like gender neutral sort of situation. Yeah, it's weird that we still I froth over it. It's the best. Like, and then I thought about it. I'm like, geez, I hope my niece gets to grow up and see movies where you know girls are in charge, but guys are in charge, mm. and she likes this and mm-hmm. she likes that, and she's got choice. I don't care if she's. My kids are going to watch every Marvel you know? movie back to back before they're like one years of yeah. age. Start so well, with Wonder Woman. Just before they're one. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> into them. I think. Yeah. I with, think with those little like eyebrows. Sit back, children. Sounds good. I. What do you guys think about a Mad Max sequel? Like R rated, as long as it's R rated, because Miller is seventy three. I don't yeah. think we, I reckon he's got another one in him. I don't reckon it at all. Is what I'm saying. Like, I think there was production delays with this particular movie and creative differences and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I don't think. I mean, I watched the original. Do it, I watched Miller the originals because we watched this and it made me do it. Mm. And they're so good. Like, I don't care what people say. Beyond Thunderdome's great. <laughs> like Tina Turner's fantastic. Jeez. Like, I love it. It's such a good film. The first one's is just brilliant. In the like, it's one of those ones where we talk about it all the time where. Take it for its time period and yeah. what it achieves. Like it's it's breathtaking. I'd, I'd be happy for them to make more as long as they actually build them on a story. 
Okay. Yeah, just like, have you, two you gotta, or three you, big set pieces. You've got to tell yeah. me a story. You can't just yeah. have a car chase. Agreed. That like that's my problem with modern action movies as well is it's the script is just a catalyst for stuff to blow up or people to do some yeah. cool shit. Like there's no mm. story, there's no real characters. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I would I would recommend this film, but on the caveat that you're probably going to get bored during the car chase because it's fun at the start, but then they keep like. Yeah. It gets a little bit repetitive. They throw a spear, they get on there, he kicks him off. They throw a spear, yeah. he get on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some cool stuff where, like, you know, they're drinking the fuel and spitting it into the engine yeah. to try and get the bursts. And, yeah. you know, the, the I like the idea of the pogo man gets down and picks out one of the brides and you're like, no. Yeah. But <laughs> I love the guy that plays the guitar on the back of the car. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. bursts out with flames and stuff and he's yeah. got, like, no face. And you've got this that one giant, so like, epic. truck with the war drums on the back of it. Yeah, the war drums. Those guys that... are just playing the drums the whole time. Honestly, the energy, the atmosphere and the vibe is there, but once it sort of peaks – how long can you keep that sort of stamina going yeah. for? And I yeah. think what I do want to see is more badass movies with Shelley Theron as the main like yeah. chick. Like yeah. that movie Aeon she did. Um, Aeon Flux. Yeah, but yeah. Atomic Bomb, like so you mentioned. Bad. It's, I mean, like as that was like a It was based off an old stuff. cartoon, which yeah. was really weird anyway. So, yeah. so it was very I've got the, the, uh, the DVD around here yeah, somewhere. It's no, a terrible movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I saw her at the cinema as well. Yeah. I think like it's the first time. I love her. Like she's an amazing actress. Yes. Atomic Bomb was fantastic. Yes, very good. Well, it's an art film. Make no mistake. Yeah, it's not the Bourne supremacy, which it made the trailer made me think you think it is. Mm. But mm. so yeah, no, I'd recommend. Excellent. Well, is I'd like a... to go with Wonder next because we need to finish. Do you want to a... recommend though? Oh, I'll oh. do one thumb up. Like usually, Ooh. I'm a double thumbs, but this is just a single one. one. It's too. a really wicked action movie. Put this on on a Sunday afternoon. Kind of recovery. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. Mindless. But it's still visually gorgeous and full of like wicked cars and yeah. blood and guts and. I mean, you could go and take a shit and come back, and you'd still be all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're barely halfway you through the up. first yeah. chase sequence. Yeah, probably the usual suspects. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a bit of a meh from me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But you're right. I had that good hype around it when it came out mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Oh, we're pandering because that's the one thing you know. That all the the real hardcore ones like to say, "Oh, we're pandering," you know, "we're pandering." Yep. That's and true. sometimes we are. I agree. Sometimes we are, but. But who doesn't like was, pandas? I don't think that was the case, and I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> Wonder us, Megan. Wonder. Yes, Wonder please. us. Wonder. Okay, so I. So you didn't know that kid wasn't actually just, <laughs> like. Just All right, tell everybody. No, I no, didn't I mean, know. I think that's great. Credit to the movie. <laughs> yeah, I had also never seen the film before. I yeah. watched, did it for this episode because I read I, the book. I didn't go out of my way to watch TV movies because I cry enough as it is. God damn it! And so I was like. Everyday life is hard enough. Yeah, I did a really good Google to sort of like get some feel for the the theme that we picked, and I yeah, this one really stood out to me because I heard a lot of hype around it when it did come out. Um, It's a drama, family drama, literally family drama. Um, Almost two hours, one fifty three, PG rated, very safe for uh, young kids, Um, and it has some incredible actors. We've got here Julia Roberts, Owen Wilson as the very gentle and loving father, and the main child. Who plays Augie? His name is Jacob Tremblay, and Jacob he's Tremblay. yeah, like a child prodigy. And his sister's called Isabella Vitovich. He was the kid from Room, wasn't he? I actually will just trouble check. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, no, he was. Yep, hundred percent. His name was yeah. Jack. You've seen that movie? He's great. In that. Hasn't done much else. Well, a few, a few like, things here and there. It's like ten. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what, what did you achieve when you were 10, Megan? <laughs> Mate, let's not go How there. much prosthetics did you worn by the time you were 10? Okay. The How many feature are films did you make? <laughs> <laughs> I'm peaking in my 30s, guys. Let's okay, just, yeah. yeah. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. 
The director is Stephen Chabowski, 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 and he has like really slayed this movie. Essentially, it's about a small child called Augie Pullman, and he's born with deformed facial like augmentation or issues. Like a really long name. Yeah, it's called Mandy Beloved Facial di- Dysotosis, which is essentially a chromosomal thing where if both parents have a dominant gene, you're wrecked. And it's literally such a gamble, like any child can basically have has yeah. a risk of having this. The sister says in the movie like it's a, you yeah. won the lottery of 100%. And genetic lottery. in another life she could have had it as well it and it's just yeah. the luck of the draw. Mm. But essentially like in the first scene you see the parents didn't know it was they weren't expecting this to be mm. had to oh, happen and, and born, yeah. yeah yeah so it's a really controversial That was rough the way it opened like they yeah. catch the baby and they literally covered up and ran out of yeah. the room. Yeah and yeah. the mothers both oh. of them are just like actually rough. we saw that what's yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. So Essentially, it intros with Augie wearing his beautiful NASA spaceship. And I've just got a launch as well. It does, it's based on a beautiful novel. It's like a New York best selling. I yes. cried like a baby during the book. Not many books can make me cry. Movies make me cry all the time, but mm. books don't. Mm-hmm. Is that because you dropped it on your face? or? Uh-huh. And I was like, look at me. <laughs> oh, it hit me right in the nose. Oh, damn it. You know I'm a sensitive guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. Like a big I'm learning bear. that now. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I cried through most of this movie. Yeah, I did too. I don't know why, because I'm like probably a little bit still sick. Yeah, if you're on downtime. I think my emotions and hormones might be a little out of way. I'll claim it. High five, sister, honestly. I think (laughs) I might have been dehydrated as well. You were at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was in bed with the heater on watching it and just like, this is so sad. He's such a strong kid. (laughs) (laughs) And his sister, she's so strong too. (laughs) That's what I like about this film is that it, it's different to other films in the sense yeah. that the pacing tells the story of everyone's point of view. That's correct. Yeah. As as does the novel, it rotates per character in the yeah. in the film. So it's a clever way to tell you a get story. a different perspective. And I think yeah. the diversity theme comes into full flight here when it successfully showcases what bullying does to families, friends, siblings, marriages, um, school life, yeah. but also how uh, a disabled child experiences life. Um, just day to day and uh, how parents get And I guess it it's the well. base that every story has two sides. Yes. Because the main kid that bullies him and does those horrible things to him, yeah. you, you, know, you get a glimpse into what his life is like. And Correct. Like, That's geez, right. He's getting bullied by his mum and dad. Yeah, mm. his mum like, and dad are a-holes. And now he's bullying kids at school. You know, the ripple like, effect is massive. Yeah, and, you and know, you the, you know people like the principal, which is played by Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Shout out to Mandy. I love Homeland so oh much. My God. And even like Criminal Minds. killed my father hey. prepared to die. <laughs> He rocks it. And I think, you know, I'm not really connected to this high school, primary school world anymore, but I just hope there are principals out there like that. Because of the restraining order? Flag it. Okay, whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Parents need principals like him every single day to flag it before things become an issue or when it is. But when parents shut it down, things like that down, it's like, all right, mate, just flash some cash and make it go away. It's not really much of a plot, really, is it? It's like he's been school. He's been homeschooled. homeschooled. Yeah, yep. it's He's his journey like progressing now, 10, into 10, the yep. world. Yep. And it's him going to school. And Correct. Like the, and what it's like to, you know, transition into becoming an adult and growing up and Jack facing Will. fears and merging with society. Yeah. But it starts out him on his first day of fifth grade and he gets sh- like a sight tour by these three main kids that have been highlighted to be high achievers and like yeah. co- socially ex- like competent to merge him into the rest of the groups. And then it turns out, like, they're obviously, there's, like, a token blonde, like, actress chick. Yeah, and then there's, like, the jock who we're talking about now and then the the normal nice guy called Jack. Yeah, which ends up being his best friend. Mm. Um, Essentially, 
we go through things like it starts out with first period and then pro- like pro- progresses to second class, third class, and what it's like to sit in the cafeteria and like be by yourself. And just to stop and rewind a bit, I do yeah. like the send off when they walk into class, and Owen Wilson's his dad, and he's like, you know, I got to leave you here, buddy. He's like, oh, but you know, you can't come. He goes, no, it's not cool for dads to. He goes, yeah, but you're a cool dad. And he's like, yeah, I know that, and you know that, but they don't know that. So I'm gonna have to let you go. And and he says, he leans down and says something to him like. Um, don't put your hand up more than five times. Yes. Blend in, except for science. Except for science, yeah. trust them. And I'm like, that's such a little great things like that. Tear. Yeah, the tears. Yeah, it warms my heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, his his classroom teacher as well. Yes, like solid dude. Oh yeah, yeah he's, he plays it real yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of like he plays that teacher angle of I know what's going on, but my hands are tied. Mm. Yeah, oh, what can I do? You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's honestly really, really great, and I think. The dynamic between Julia Roberts, whose name is Isabel, and Nate, uh, they have a beautiful on-screen chemistry and they're gentle and they're loving and not once do they ever get impatient, shitty, like annoyed. You know, it doesn't really take that turn and I think it's really strong and makes you really really feel connected to the family. Although I have to say it really does feel like it is a cotton cotton wool Hollywood movie, so it does really make things Oh, I don't think real. it gets into the real nitty-gritty. It definitely does yeah. not, yeah. but I don't mind because that's the flavour. Like yeah. they've chosen this path yeah. and they do it really strongly. Yeah. Yeah. It's about showing the best you can be, not not the yeah. – mm-hmm. but it does still – I think it still shows like the sister carries that burden well where she's like, yeah. I'm an invisible and she meets she's this boyfriend. She's very mature and it's great she tells she him is. she's an only child. Yep. And she's always lived in Oggy's shadow and they even have that mum and daughter day where – and then your mum just gets up and goes. Doesn't even think twice about it. Oggy's in trouble, got to go by. Yep, and that then, was a really tough scene Like for me. it's so beautiful at the end when they find out she's in this play and then they go to see it and she actually is in the play. Yep. And then at the end, credit to Julia Roberts and the actress, she's just looking at her daughter for the first time. Yeah, she is. And she's like, fuck, I have. The curtain's literally mm. lifted. She's this like light bulb moment. Yep. I've ignored this beautiful, look at this wonderful woman yeah. in front of me. I'm getting Where did she come just from? thinking about it. 100%. Yeah, and they just hug and there's no big speech. Yeah. They don't need a big speech of, I'm sorry I treated you this way mm-hmm. and rah, rah, rah. Because if they did, like, that would ruin it the moment. It waters down. Like, it's it's just, just a mum. too fake. You just see it's a mum seeing her daughter for the first time yep. in a long time and yep. going, fuck, oh, my God, like, mm-hmm. what have I done, you know? So in Vaya's chapter, when it rotates to her perspective, she really touches on, like, the ripple effect of, you know, what it's like to be growing up on her own, essentially, but doesn't she doesn't really complain or sook or be emo. And I think yeah. in the real world, I feel like, the kind of thing has a real scapegoat to become, you know, whiny and attention-seeking and, like, rebellious. It, yeah. And, yeah, and mm. they, it's great that they don't really go but down that way. she's great because they, they see that character by – she deals with her grief by leaning into the things that made her happy. Yeah. Like her, her, her grandmother who passed away. Oh, that was so beautiful, And they, go to the, they used to go to the beach, so she goes to the beach mm-hmm. to feel connected to something that made her happy instead mm. of taking it out. And you, and you can see she gets frustrated but never takes it out on you like. Yeah. But she's good at the same time where she's like – you know, he's like, I went to school and they tease me. And right around, she's like, I went to school and they tease me. Yeah. My best friend's not talking to me. She's like, yeah. that's high school. Like, if you can't deal with that, then don't go, stay yeah. home. Yeah. And it's kind of like- That was a great of, pep talk, sister yeah. and brother. She's mm, like, yeah. this is what that's it's like talk. for everybody, regardless if you look with yeah, a facial disability or yeah. not. Yeah. This is it. You, we're going to be best friends forever. Let's just go trick-or-treating. Like, yeah. Let's yeah. just do it. Who cares? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Mm. How do you find it as, the, as a father- because I yes. don't know if you had kids, does it have more? Do you, does it, 
No. Did you cry laughing every time anybody? I didn't. No. Oh my god. He doesn't cry inside. (laughs) That's what Shane thinks. No, I came close. Street Fighter. Which scene? (laughs) When the dog died. Oh my god. Oh my days. So this movie reinforced and also taught me some things. So these things are everybody has their own shit that they're dealing with. Yeah. And they're all like people are all inside their own heads. Um, People are assholes. And I love dogs way more than people. Oh, thank you. We are too good for animals, honestly. Yeah, like (laughs) all the shit going on with the people, Mm -hmm. it doesn't affect Uh, me. mm -hmm. Oh, fuck, the dog died. (laughs) Why did the dog have to die? I felt like the strongest. Yeah, Owen Wilson sitting there with the collar at the table. (laughs) Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you cry. (laughs) Uh, The strongest theme for me that I really frothed over in this was uh, astronaut theme, the space theme with everyone yeah. orbiting around Augie and him always wearing his NASA helmet and yeah. there was just like all these one-liners that well, they were talking his, about. Well, he loses his helmet, which is oh, probably... Oh, does he? Oh, it does Well, he? that was one of my favourite reveals at the yeah, end. Yeah, it was so yeah. sweet. His dad's like, oh, I've got it, it's on my desk. He's like, don't yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't but he, like a scream or a cry. It no, was like a, sort of a thank you. yeah. I thought well, he did get really angry nice at him initially, but then he's like, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think the movie deals really well with, like, dealing with the subject of, like, yeah, mm-hmm. something that's socially out of the norm. Mm-hmm. They also, um, I think that towards the end of the film you get that um, that uh, sequence where they're at the camp and you get the older kids that start picking on him and it was a really oh, good yeah. example of he's been accepted in his own peer group yep. and it's not a thing anymore because everyone's used to it. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's in a different environment yeah. and then he's he's weird again. Yeah, which, and then, which is like diversity, right? Like yeah. diversity as a whole, that's what yeah. it is. And then so all of a sudden you've got these older kids being jerk-offs basically. Yeah, seventh yeah. graders, yeah. Um, and then, but, but isn't that true as well, the way the bullies' friends work with them to fight off these seventh graders and then yeah. they become friends? Yeah. Like that's kind of how like being a – I don't know how it was for girls, but being a young boy, that's how it kind of worked well. Like yeah. you stuck together to, de- to defend yourself from yeah. others and for, through that you form a bond shoot, like a friend, a friendship. I have had a personal experience like Jack, Augie's best friend, when in that moment when they're in the classroom on Halloween and the jock kid is asking Jack. Oh, like, yeah, he doesn't realise because he, he, he yeah. thinks he's going to be in a Boba Fett costume but he's in a, yeah, that's right. a scream costume. And yeah. Jack said, I'd rather die than look like Augie. Mm, yeah. And it was kind of like a trap because Josh was peer pressuring him to talk smack. And then and he's a 10-year-old you know, kid. Exactly yeah, right. He doesn't know what he's saying. I had a, a moment in my primary school life, and I remember it clear as day, when I had a friend that was disabled and my friends were um, like making fun of me for hanging out with them. And yeah. we were playing. Because people are assholes. Exactly. But Dogs are better. Yeah, and it had a little bit of PTSD and guilt that yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd acted identically to Jack in that moment. Yeah. And in my honest, fair opinion, I was a very, I've said this in this like these podcasts about a thousand times, I was a cotton ball kid and I didn't know better. I didn't have the social development to say, kids. to stand up. I was yeah. a soft spoken like loser. Yeah. So, but, thank, I mean, thank God. But there's fully yeah. grown people That's that right. don't stand yeah, up for anything yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, as I a agreed. kid. Like as a kid, you don't know any better, but as an adult, you learn that that's not the right thing to do. But yeah, there's still plenty it's so of adults. Important. That if parents kid, identify that their kids are yeah, not mingling exactly. with other types of like people in society, it's up to the parents to say, yeah. "Oh, I saw you know you weren't playing. What? Why weren't you playing with them?" Or yeah. I don't know. Like they all they all joke about throughout the movie that he has the play. Yeah, if you touch him, you get the plague, and then buff, the other girl, uh, buff hideous. Yeah, she becomes <laughs> his friend and. 
she's like, oh, she's got the plague. And then she mm. like shakes his hand deliberately. Mm. It's good. I like movies like this for diversity because I think it's a movie that parents should show their kids. Absolutely. And, and like, you know. a lot of reviews I've read have really said like this is something that's a really great segue to have these conversations yeah. because it's a family-friendly film that invites that the chat yeah. even during and after. So. And I mean, mm. it's an extreme version of it because he has this, this horrible disease, but mm. it's the same message as children... Like this is when they're learning their behaviours and, and this is That's when they're right. supposed to be. And they're asking those questions that are, you know, you can't ask that, but they're, they're, yeah. they're kids, they surely can, you know. They should because they're kids. Remember yeah. that scene when they were eating at lunch in the cafeteria and Jack was like, oh, why don't you have plastic surgery? And he's like, this is what I look like after plastic surgery. Yeah, he's like, dude, this, is, this it. is after plastic Yeah, so cute. But like grown adults asking that, it's like, ooh. But with yeah. kids, it's like, ah, oh, out there's, of the mouth of babes. A, yeah, there's an innocence factor yeah, to that. Yeah, and that's why yeah. it's so such a good film. And it should apply to, like, even kids who don't have visible issues, mm. like autistic kids and stuff like that, like mm. encouraging other kids to be seeing that that kid's different and acknowledging it but trying to understand it. Yeah. yeah. Ask the question, you know, like, that's why movies like this, while they are generic, don't get me wrong, this is paint-by-numbers generic sappy nonsense. Correct. I still think the message is pretty powerful. And, yeah. Uh, I think there are, the there are other movies out there that had like a mask thing where the moral of the story was like to accept yourself for who you really are and like yeah. empower and be embraced like the mask. But that was a totally yeah. different tone and yeah. the Elephant Man film as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, you mean the mask with Cher. Yep. Not the mask with Jim Carrey. No. Different type of film. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Nick Cuban, Pete. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So, but. You've never oh, seen the mask? Wow. Oh, you mean with Jim Carrey? Oh, yeah, yeah. You haven't it's seen been, that? It's been literally like 20 years, right. maybe 15. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Every year you should watch every Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> His new TV show, All Billboards, look like they're everywhere right now. Yeah, yeah, that kidding. 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 Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm keen. Like my life is hectic enough. I don't need a hectic show. Anyway. Maybe Jim you Carrey do. Digression. Maybe it's just what you need. <laughs> so we uh, are recommending this puppy? Of course. Of course. There's- Box yeah. of tissues, mm. two boxes of tissues, <laughs> dimly lit room. If you, you like, just cry your eyes out. If you like the Marley and Me movie with Owen Wilson and the doggo, you're gonna f- oh, love this. Yeah. It is a tearjerker, but Again, in a really wholesome. The closest I get to way. crying, Marley and Me. Yeah. What about in I Am Legend? Yeah, no, that oh, one that yeah. destroys <laughs> you. Destroys <laughs> it snaps the neck. You yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know if you didn't cry to that. That's not a problem. And I love German Shepherds. Yeah, like, and that's yeah. like it's a German Shepherd which choice. everyone loves. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, no, I can't yeah, handle that. Yeah. What about you, Wangus? I recommended. Yep. Oops, I missed it. Yeah, well, I think he recommended first. I was crying. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, didn't I was holding back the tears just thinking about my recommendation. I haven't got around <laughs> to it. What about yourself? A double thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Yeah, it's not. It's not a weeknight movie like how I watched it. I was I watched it after work after a massive day, and I was. Oh, you're yeah. already emotionally exhausted. Yeah, oh, no wonder no. I cried. God. So I yeah, this is like a Sunday Arvo, Saturday Arvo kind of flick with yeah, absolutely do it. This yep. is my pick of the episode. Brilliant right? movie, Megs. Yes, yeah, thank great. you guys. Loved it. Fantastic. Dun, 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 that dun. only leaves our home. resident Star Wars nerd in the corner. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, so I thought I'd get my Star Wars um, nerd on and that's why I chose Rogue One. I applaud Star you. Wars I loved watching this again. It's so, hey, such a pleasure. I hadn't watched it in a long time. So that's I why I love this podcast. It gives me an excuse to get right back into like films I really, really dig but also find ones I really hate. And that Last wasn't- House on the Left. <laughs> Yeah. 2016's Rogue One, a Star Wars story. We stayed very modern this episode. I'm very mm, proud of did. this. did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two hours, 13 minutes. 
uh, directed by the wonderful Gareth Edwards, who, who did things like Godzilla and the wonderful uh, movie Monster, if you've never seen it. I said Monsters, I suggest you watch it. It's a very good film. Um, and also he was uh, he guest appears in this and all the other Star Wars movies, God bless him. So this is the movie right before <coughs> A New Hope. Yeah, so this follows Jean Erson. Um, she is the daughter of an imperial scientist, the man building the Death Star that we exactly. know. Exactly. Uh, played by Gail, uh, Galen's character's name. Um, I can't remember the actor. He plays Hannibal. He's awesome. Mikel or something or other. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And, yeah, he basically gets captured, forced by – he escapes the life, which we won't see, but – he escapes the life of the Empire and he's dragged back into it and his daughter and wife go and hide and his wife is murdered by a Ben Mendelsohn who plays probably one of the best. Like, I love Empire villains and he is one of the best. He is a good villain. I'll he's so that. good, yeah. He's really good. He almost rivals um, General Hux in the in the, in the Fast Forward. His prequels the ones right at the end. Uh, he's very good. Uh, and so obviously, uh, yeah, he rivals... He, he, um, it follows Jensen, who's, who's dragged into the rebellion, which is, mm. as we know, this is set. I think it's about three or four days before Star Wars: A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the ending of the film is basically the start of A New Hope. And Correct. The ending of the film is like fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, what I like about this is, and this is why I chose it for diversity. Is like I mentioned earlier, it's Mexican. There's a Pakistani, and there's a couple of Chinese. Uh, there's a female to lead, yeah. like, and they're all great actors. But also zero white protagonists. Well, yeah, protagonists indeed. Protagonists. Well, Alan Tudyk there plays. Yeah, the, the voice of K two S O. Yes, which is one of the greater droids in the Star Wars universe as well. Either yes, that's yeah, such a good he's comment. Very, he's he very so good. Is. Um, I guess I like it because we're removing ourselves one step further from what we know of the Star Wars universe. So what we know of the Star Wars universe is the Empire and the Alliance and. The rebellion and the rebellion are all like they're almost like British pilots going to war and they're in their X wings and mm-hmm. you know we see the thing with Mon Mothma and she's like let's do this and uh, General uh, uh, God I'm forgetting his name Admiral Akbar uh, the Fishman it's a trap and so we're seeing <laughs> that we're almost seeing like resistance which was this multicultural mismatch which very reminiscent of like World Wars mm. you know they're the ones that are doing all the work and then you've got the big you know Front runners up front doing the bombing and the, and the, the, it, the raids. It, it has a um, the whole Empire Rebellion thing always had a bit of a like a Nazi kind of feel it to does, me, like, yeah, a, very like British. genetic cleansing type yeah, of thing. The yeah, very yeah. sterile and and that's what you've got in those stormtroopers. That's why, like in the later ones, when we get a black stormtrooper, like it's great. Yeah, you're like, oh, and you're not just all... talking about he's yeah, you know, he's out of armor. <laughs> yeah, out of armor, he's a black <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, great. Like, you know, they're originally clones, and now they're just taking anyone who wants to mm. be, I guess, conditioned. Um, but yeah, so this is all about them basically finding the Death Star. So they uh, Death Star plans. Uh, you got Forrest Whitaker in this as well. He plays a really nice. Um, he is unreal. Rebellion good character. Leader. Yeah, yes. good character. really strong. Like if there was ever a, like a galactic empire and rebellion, I imagine that's what a commander of a exactly. galactic rebellion would look like. There was like, no compl- one better for that position. Completely psychopathic, yeah. you know, like, and paranoid. Yeah. yeah, I love the chemistry the two leads have. Like. It's almost. It's perfect. Yeah, it is. It doesn't go weird. Or he doesn't like look sexual. down at her because she's a girl. No, they don't get overtly sexual with each other. Correct. Like she, you know, like they just think one each dream, one team, all yeah, about it. And it's um, it's really good, especially when they get forced to work together. And mm. Some of the battle sequences are the best you'll see as well in a Star Wars yeah. film, like on the beaches there. 
Um, I guess the people would still argue there's a lack of female presence in those war scenes and stuff like that. And I wonder if that's more to do with like, I don't know, I don't think so. Like are people actually, afraid to show women being I didn't notice killed, like, actually. I didn't flag with me whatsoever. Yeah. But, but I mean, uh, uh, mm. you, you, that whole last last act where they're storming the satellite and they've got to upload the codes. and Yep. Um, this is the first Star Wars film that never mentions Luke Skywalker's name ever. Yeah. And the fact that. That's probably why I like it so much. Yeah, it's it's so standalone, and the fact that they get the Death Star plans, it's essentially wasn't just Luke's when he when Luke shot the torpedoes into the exhaust van. It wasn't just his win; it was yeah. Jin and Cassian's as well. It was solid, but I don't know. I think K two S O really carries the film. I yeah, love the comedic I, the comedic relief is extremely complimentary, yeah. and it's just. I, it's the really movie, endearing. The movie needs that. Though. But also like, his yeah. loyalty ended up, like he sort of had a really hum, a nice human element that mm. kind of but tied again, it all together. it comes together. back to that removing it from that first echelon mm. with the, the droid that's appropriate and talks like this. Mm. Yes. And we're going back into the trenches. So, of course, the robot should be a bit rough around the edges. And, yeah. You know, not but we love that because yeah. that's what C-3PO was kind of like. And, yeah. you know, he was well, a bit. R2 was more like that. C-3PO is a bit. Pussy. Yeah, he's a pussy, but he was still a little bit comedic relief and said what everyone was th- or said what he was thinking yeah. and still had that like bluntness to him. Can I ask the question that is the elephant in the room? Is this movie not just like a cover up for forty years of people going as if you design a war station with a you know it's so easy to destroy? <laughs> well, I mean, it answers it. You know, he deliberately it, put the floor in there. It does, mm. but is this not an entire movie just to shut those people up? I don't know. You don't know with Lucas. He might have had that idea originally. I, mean, I honestly a great, don't know how to answer that. There's a great little eight-bit animation on the internet you can find. Look it up. It's the architect of the Death Star, mm. and he's talking about they're, they're on the second one. And he's talking about it. He's like, you know, it's an exhaust, and it's on an angle like this. You know, uh, you couldn't fit a, a womp rat in there. That's the size of something. You'd, he goes, nobody told me about magic wizards with, with, that could bend laser beams. And he's like going on, it's an exhaust. By very nature, it should be blowing things out, not taking things in. Mm. And it's like this whole like very factual accurate. Mm. Do you guys know off the top of your head, I'm just putting this out there, how many standalone or saga films they're planning on making for the Star Wars about franchise? About four million. Yeah. I'd say or, as many as they can milk out. Yeah. But how, where? They're going to flog that horse well, into How long is a piece of string, whatever that saying is? As long yeah, as they keep exactly. making them and they're working. Yeah. Keep doing them. Yeah, as long as they keep making money. And they Although Solo was apparently not. No, it didn't do well. Yeah, I so had no interest in seeing I it I still whatsoever. haven't seen it. That's how I'm I wasn't I excited, uh, but then I saw it and it's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. Mm. I still, um, even with you saying that, I still have no interest. Yeah, if like it comes across my screen one day, I'll probably watch it. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to seek it it's out. It's kind of like the answer to a question no one asked, and I get that. And I was yeah. the same. And I just saw it because I'm like, well, it's Star Wars. I'm and it's it. like, hey, do you know what this? Do you know what Hollywood needs more of is origin films. Origin there's films. Just, there's just not enough of well, them. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Do I need Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix telling me why the Joker's the Joker? Of course no, you do. I don't. Oh, damn it. Stop telling me why people are scary. They're scary when I don't know what they are. And the Heath Ledger proved this already. Correct. And the Joker okay. character needs to be retired. Yeah. Put him down. Put him down. That's it for me. Yep. You're done. Yeah. Oh, there was a big inhaler for, well, oh, she's going to factoid besides us. Besides the gender and, sorry, the racial diversity, yep. um, which I think is bloody incredible. 
one of the best I've ever yeah, seen. Good. Because not only do they do that, but for a two hundred and fifty million dollars. The actors film. they chose were more than perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like Donnie, what's it, Donnie, Donnie Yen, Yen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as a blind Chinese martial artist with who is one with the force and the force with me. Yeah. If I could say that twenty times fast, you know that'd be great. But um, his on-screen chemistry with his partner in crime that I think he was Maori, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. They were inseparable and it really gave us an I emotional love, connection. I love Donnie Yen. Right. He's so good. Honestly, yeah. He's next level. Go and watch Ip Man, please. Okay. Oh, he's amazing, yeah. As long I, as you don't mind reading Ip your Man. movies. No, Ip I don't Man. actually. There's three of them. Yes. They're all very good, but watch the first one and see what okay. you think. Beautiful right. story. That's a great recommendation. Write it down. Um, Obviously for me, recommend. Mm. Because it's a, it's a good Star Wars film. Because you are a Star Wars nerd. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I won't recommend all Star Wars films. but Won't you? Yeah, no, I would recommend them all. Yeah. I mean, you've got to see it. It's a spectacle. You have to see menace. it. It's a spectacle. You've got to see it. <laughs> I, I love that we had a Star Wars connection with Wanda, by the way. How he kept seeing Chewie. Chewie, and Chewbacca. And yeah. like his little Padawan braid. Yeah, that was super cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, to be honest, I'm not a Star Wars nerd like yeah, you and your yeah. friends are, Wangers. But well, my friends. But I love this movie Star because to me it does the universe justice in every single way. and yep. Good I, action. Yep. Good effects. Pacing's perfect. Storyline's incredible. Um, standalone. There's no like cliffhanger ending for our next movie. Yeah, but I mean, we know yeah, there will be. I would say this garnered just as much as attention as... Yes. Mad Max did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, people, definitely. there was nerds that were outraged. Female lead, this is oh, an outrage. And know? there always will be, yeah. like, to be honest. But that's, I think, the conversations that this that movie builds. Up, that you would be but like, that's, that's yeah. people on I'm the not going to see yeah. it. You like, can't take people yeah. on the internet seriously. No, true. true. I, and, and I'm we, so and fine with the stop. conversation. Except that Nigerian yeah. prince who wants that money from me. Oh, didn't you get yours already? Pick my cup. I got mine. Yeah. I'm kind of like backwards in the Star Wars universe because I don't mind the original three prequels that everyone else hates. Yeah. But I just find this movie completely unnecessary. Mm. Like, oh, it wasn't integral to the no. the world, but and because of that, it kind of I don't know. It's very meh to mm. me because of yeah, that. Yeah, fair enough. You think of it as a whole, yeah, rather and, enjoying and it as an individual. I also wasn't expecting it either. You're right. You're I wasn't right. Um, because I'm not a I'm not a big Star Wars nerd. I mean, I've got six of the films that they've made on DVD. But when uh, Leia chokes Jabba the Hutt to death, did you cry? No. Okay. <laughs> um, but so when when they did The Force Awakens, I was just expecting three movies at the end of the original three. Yeah, like, sure. So that's, yeah. that was the timeline I was expecting. So yeah. when this came out, I wasn't expecting it and I wasn't keeping up with what was going on and I never yeah, watched yeah. trailers and all that sort of stuff. So when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, this was not the movie I was expecting. Correct. So that probably took me off guard anyway. But then at the end of it, I'm like, they made a movie that they didn't need to make to appease a bunch of nerds that, that they didn't like need it. to. But I don't they think didn't they, like it, they yeah. didn't need appeasing See, that didn't I, like I it. I think you yeah. missed the point. I don't think they did make it for the nerds to appease them because if they did, we wouldn't have had what we got. I think this was Maybe. a kick in the face of those nerds. Maybe. And that's why I like this film so much. <clears throat> I love that perspective a lot because yeah. it's true. They're making bang. If it was made for the if it was made for the diehard fans, mm. You know, that's why I like Last Jedi because it takes a risk. Mm. You know, oh, Luke Skywalker's not a big hero. Wah, wah, wah. Mm. Like, oh, my God, they've done something different. Like, When this horror. came out, actually, it was the first time I think I'd successfully seen implementation of such incredible CGI to the two characters in this film that had passed away. Oh, so yeah. we had that old guy from... General Tarkin. General, yes. And Princess Leia, obviously, in the to final def- scene. Young her, yeah. And they had put so much attention to detail in mm. the imp- making that it actually look natural. Best, though, with Vader 
Yeah. And he storms the, 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 the ship. And Insane. Throwing dudes and lightsabering yeah. dudes. And, and the doors jarred. That, jam, that and took me back screaming. to my childhood almost instantly. Yeah. I think that makes it sort of sit on a nice end of flavour. Yeah. Like you yeah. oh, swell yeah. it around and be like, That's yeah. appeasing the fans. Yeah. That's tying that's it in. pandering to the fans. Bringing it yeah, back yeah. to the main universe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But so I'm kind of, yeah, I'm a bit meh on it again. So you thumb sideways. Yeah. <laughs> One thumb sideways. I loved it. Double thumbs up. 100%. There you go. Yeah. So diverse. Yeah. Our diversity episode. We're good we at this now. Diversity wow. Though, didn't we? Yeah. I, I, th- I think people might argue with this. I hope they do. I want to know sure. what That's people would discussion. say I'm is a diverse wrong. film. I love discussion. Yeah. Jump on our social media, please, and let us know what you think. We'd love to get your feedback on this topic, and especially. Where would they find us on our social media, Shane? www.facebook.com forward slash colon double forward slash. So scene three podcast on Facebook, yeah. uh, Twitter and Instagram. And so this being our final episode as well. Mm-hmm. It is our final we'll episode a small for break. a while, yes, because I'm selfishly going away for a much required sex change. Yeah. Yes, yes. We hope you have the best time. It's going to be awesome. I'll just be sitting right here when you get back. Yeah, we'll wait cool. here. I hope so. Yeah. yeah don't move <laughs> the power on. I hope you're both dressed exactly the same. Yep. I'm going to take a photo for the record. We'll just have a longer beard. Now yeah, for perfect. next season, cosplay every week of cosplay our favourite yep. movie yep. actors and actresses. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure we'll have some changes next season. We need season. to bring popcorn. We never really embrace that. Like just snacks. Yeah. Imagine like just munching down on popcorn when we talk. It's yeah, with the microphone and the crunch. You see how angry he is when you say things like that? Yeah. No. Next season will be bigger and better and super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But please keep in touch on the on the social medias. And if you've got a theme idea or you, there's something you want us to cover, yeah, yeah, shoot yeah, it do over. That, please mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, until that time comes around, tell your friends, subscribe, do all those good things. And, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you next time around. You need some kind of Rove sign-off where he's like, <laughs> say, say hi to your mum for me. <laughs> you need something like that where it's yeah. not as creepy. Say hi to your doggos. Creepy? Good boys. Say hi to your mum for me, I reckon, is pretty creepy. I don't know. It is now. It's I like, like 10 years old. Mm. Silence. Let's work on that for next time. A proper closing. I know. So what you're saying is Lappy needs a catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> and I need sound effects. Factoids. Yeah, oh, we're working on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. coming. All right, bring it on. What else?